Hey, Alex, how's it going? Hey, Chris, I'm good, and you? Wow, it's been it's been a year, but I'll just wrap it all up and say I'm fine. Yeah, same. I think we're alive and we're sane. So, what else can we ask for? I'll give you one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what have you been up to lately? Um, nothing much. Just you know, on Clubhouse, I created my own club. Let's talk leadership, where we talk about leaders and we deconstruct the concept of leadership. We criticize it. We think about what's coming next in the world post-COVID. And yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Oh, I'm so excited to hear it. I love learning about leaders and leadership. And my you general should also lesson. check out my, <laughs> you should, if you like that, you should also check out my podcast, Inspiring Leaders, uh, where I just talk about leaders. Huh. It's, it's a party. Uh, in the podcast, we talk about leaders and, or I talk about leaders because it's just me. And then in the club, we talk about leadership. Sometimes we talk about the leaders from the podcast and sometimes we just talk about concepts. So yeah, it's, it's all coming together somehow. Oh, that's fantastic. But, but you got a minute for me to tell you a story? Yes, always. I love stories. Should I be? <laughs> so have you ever heard of Three Card Monty? The name sounds familiar, but tell me more. Well, it's a con game. It's a classic con game, perhaps the oldest card-based con game in the world. And it works like this. Someone sets up a table or a cardboard box and has three cards. And they show you a card, usually the queen of hearts, and then they mix up the three cards. I've seen this on TV. <laughs> yes. And you know, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. So my boyfriend is from the U.S. So every time he tells me something like, oh, I went to a football game. I'm like, what? I've seen those on TV. <laughs> well, yeah. The reason why you've seen it is it's universal. It's everywhere. It started in nice. Spain, but it's it's huge. It has been in every country of the world. There has been someone taking advantage of people with the three card trick. And it's easy to do. Because all you have to do is one, have a box, and two friends. You need one friend to look out for cops. Of course, of course. And you need a second friend to be the shill. And their job is very simple. When they first start playing, the shill puts money down on a card to convince other players who aren't in on it that it's a legit game. But it's not. It's a complete and total ruse. And there are a bunch of ways they do it. Either they'll palm a card so there is no winning card, or they'll just move the card to a different spot. And then when a player who isn't in on the con figures it out and puts the money on the right card, the one who's the lookout will just yell, it's the cops. And the player will grab all the money and run. It's brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's so simple. I <laughs> it's, love when a con is simple. Yeah, it's so simple, and that's why it's been around forever. But I'm going to tell you a story about a guy named Canada Bill Jones. Canada that's a Bill, baller name. That, 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 it is that's a, baller a baller name. name. That's a baller name. It's the, it's the type of baller name that could only exist in the 1800s. I love it already. <laughs> so this guy was born in a Romani camp in England. And supposedly, that's where he learned all the techniques of three-card Monty. 
And he then immigrated to Canada in 1860. Yeah. You were in England. Why move to Canada? No, it's like, I, I don't imagine cons happening in Canada for some reason. Well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> While he was in Canada, he practiced apparently, but he really didn't get going until he moved to the United States. Which okay, on brand okay. for our country. Uh, on brand, yeah, it's very, you pra- that's what I did. I lived in Germany and then I moved to the Netherlands the first chance I could, so. <laughs> I love the Netherlands. All zero times I've been there have been great. Uh, <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so, so this guy uh, started working the river boats that went down the Mississippi. And he was doing three-card Monty all along the way. He had a four-person team, and which is kind of rare. He usually would probably have one lookout and two people acting as his shills. And he was a thrower. He was the guy who was manipulating the cards. Mm-hmm. And he was perfect for it. Because one, if you look up his photos, he has this sort of gentle baby face. Like, he looks like a guy you just want to give a hug to. Course, if you're course. into hugging 18th century men. Um, <laughs> but he was, uh, one of the things that everyone notes is that he was unbelievably weird looking. He was sort of tall, but sort of gawky. He didn't look like a guy who was a master at manipulating cards. And that he invented perfect for it. It does. And he invented some of the classic tricks, like there's one where you drop a card and supposedly the corner gets bent a little, so the player mm-hmm. would be able to identify it. But it's actually mm-hmm. a trick. He's bent a different card. Uh, supposedly he invented that. Uh, he went all throughout the U.S. and Canada, uh, a little bit in Canada, but mostly up and down the Mississippi. But what's amazing is that this man made 240 thousand dollars himself that's money back then that is roughly equivalent to a few million now from from commie people had cards oh it gets better (laughs) oh oh, okay it it gets better i'm jealous already and you're telling me that it gets better (laughs) (laughs) so he was able to work all sorts of things and people knew who he was and even the cops the Pinkerton detectives totally knew that he was uh, he was a con man, but they kind of let him go. And after the war, after the Civil War here in the U.S., uh, particularly nasty time around here, uh, he started working the trains. Of course. Of course. Of course. It's, yeah. It's, and it makes so much sense. Yeah. Boat to train. It's a one one to one progression. But what's incredible is that he made so much money, he decided to want to become the official con man of the Union Pacific Railroad. <laughs> so he offered. This, this is this is an uh, this is an auditory medium, so people cannot see my face, but my face <laughs> is very like what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. He offered $10,000 a year to be the exclusive con man, able to do three-card Monty on the train. He also threw in that he would only, <laughs> he would only dupe 
other gamblers and Presbyterian ministers. Of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he is essentially a hero. I mean, it, it, it's heroic almost somehow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go just somehow. I'd go, he's totally a hero of the modern man. I mean, he's essentially Robin Hood, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I am so baffled by this person <laughs> and amazed. And I can wear it. T- tell me more. Yeah. Well, he he tried. Then, of course, the Union Pacific didn't take him up on it. Um, but he used to pay out a lot in uh, a lot in bribes because he kind of have to at those days. Yeah, makes but, sense. Yeah, the story goes that when he moved to Kansas City, he won two hundred thousand dollars. And this is a man who's making huge amounts of money. But one of the big problems is at that time. He was also funding his ability to uh, do legit gambling. <laughs> I know. But he's actually the source of some of the most impressive quotes in the history oh, of gaming. Yeah. Okay, okay. I just, I just need you to like, look at me in the eyes. I will not get one of these quotes tattooed because this man is already my hero. <laughs> I have promised myself, like, I have five tattoos, and I have promised myself that I will never get a quote tattooed, because you change your mind, but I feel like I'm going to want to, so I need you to hold me accountable to this. I will not get one of these quotes tattooed on my body. It's, I am making you a promise right now. Uh, this is a promise. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. We will, we will confirm that in our accountability check, but, uh, yes, his most famous quote is, it is immoral to let a sucker keep his money. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Oh my but the God. Other, yeah, but the other one that I love is uh, uh, there was a card game that was fixed and he knew it was fixed, but he would go there every night and still play. And when someone asked him, he said, I know it's crooked, but it's the only game in town. And that, I think, is really what boils down Canada Bill Jones, is that he knew he was crooked, but it's all he could do. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> he had a talent. I mean, if you think about it, he had a God-given talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. He was an amazingly talented card sharp. And it turned out that uh, the one thing he wasn't talented at was not getting tuberculosis. And he ended up dying in 1877 in Pennsylvania, like everyone does. Uh, of course. And he was, he was only about 40. Well, in that time, in, in, in that time, that's, that, that's already like, what was the, life, like, the lifespan there? That was my next, my next question. Uh, probably about 50-ish. So he was still a little young. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair... Grifters very rarely live to old age. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Well, that that's Canada Bill Jones. That's impressive. <laughs> I, I I think I want to get a portrait of him. And like, I I am working like this is not I'm not currently in my house, but in my house I have this white wall, and I'm working on getting pictures on it. And I think I want to get a portrait of him to feel inspired just by. <laughs> His entrepreneurial spirit. I, I want that to be my inspiration. He is, I, will, I will not get a quote of him tattooed. 
I will not do he it. Is, I, I promise. I promise myself. He is a leader of the highest order. <laughs> you, you know what? I was thinking because I don't want to just make, I, I don't want to make the, the classic episodes about the leaders that we all know. So I want to mm-hmm. also go into like the little like crooked ones, the ones that are questionable, but they're still like leaders. You, you cannot say they weren't leaders, but they're like morally kind of a little bit questionable. And I think I'll add him to my list. He led a team. <laughs> he had his own team of con men. I mean, he qualifies, I guess. So. Oh, I'm he absolutely does. <laughs> That's right. Well, great. Well, thanks for taking so much time to talk to me. Thank you for bringing a little bit of joy to my day. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you later, Alex. Okay, bye.